Hello, welcome to Our Kind of Homesteading. We're your hosts, Sherry. And Shauna. Ow. And today, <laughs> Shauna's already having technical difficulties. Today, we are chatting about baby chicks because we've had a ton of questions come our way. Um, I think it gets kind of confusing, especially if you're new to the whole baby chick scenario. So um, we're going to do kind of a Q&A today. We're going to highlight some of the questions we've been asked and give you all the answers. But first, our unusual farm animal of the week. Oh no, Terry. You're a dork. I blame my husband for calling me right now. They can't hear you. You're not leaning close to the microphone. Okay, sorry. Okay. All right. (laughs) That was just my phone. (laughs) Don't mind the annoying music in the background. So anyways, back to the intro music. (laughs) It's not, though. (laughs) Um, Unusual farm animal of the week. Um, We're doing a camel. And I thought, okay, so I've heard of camels as farm animals before, but I've never really looked into it because, you know, you think a camel and that's weird. But like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And that's weird. It's no, it's awesome, and I love camels. I think they're freaking adorable. They're they're huge and huge, right? They're just huge animals. Mm-hmm. But so we've learned a few things just by you know, which is really cool. That's one reason I love this little little thing we do in the beginning. So did you know that camel milk is the closest to human milk of any other animal? So it's highly digestible, and for those that are lactose intolerant, you will be able to drink camel milk. And it's considered a superfood because of all the nutrients and stuff that it has in it. So it's like really good for you. And people that, um, it is expensive, obviously, because, you know, whatever. But like, can you, I just like am trying to picture like milking a camel. <laughs> and like, what a, what does a stanchion uh, look like for a camel? You know, like. You have a your, camel stanchion? You know, your goat stanchion. I don't, I don't think they make those. No. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. And then like you put your milk bucket on a table and then milk them? Like, how does this work? You have a really tall milk bucket? What's happening? So I would assume that you would stand and you would have a taller table underneath the camel with their milk bucket on top of the table. Hopefully you your do? camel is you very behaved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one wrong move, that and there goes do your you table and camels? your milk. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. That's crazy though, right? Like so, if you think about and, the, like, the so, logistics. Yes, I, mean, I know. I guess like. They're ha- they have to have something. I mean, we just don't know. We probably I, no, I, now I'm curious. I'm, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna does look. Does somebody into have it. to stand there and like hold the bucket? Why somebody else? Is it like a two person job to milk a camel? That seems very basic. I mean, I guess you could, but that would probably be the easiest, right? Yeah, because then you could just sidestep the camel if they're like get exactly. out. Oh, you know, I don't yeah, want you under me. Like, Move. I mean, I've had our little Nigies like kick at us and like gave my son a black eye actually one time. Bailey was very naughty that day. But, like, can you imagine a camel? No, no. That's why I said your camel better be very well behaved. You better be raising that thing from a baby. Right? Yeah. yeah, That That thing better love you. That camel kicks you, and you're probably down for the count. Um, Anyway, so, but the camels, they're also not just used for milk. They also are used for meat. They're used for their wool and their fiber, which... That was weird again. I had never... I I didn't realize camel wool was even a a thing. thing. Or that it was thick enough to be... Made into clothes. (laughs) Apparently. Weird. It's very weird. And then obviously um, they're originally used for transportation. Right. Like like horses, which I think everybody knows. But like, oh, and then their poop. You can use their poop as fuel. Which is, so this animal is like, uh, you know, all in one, one one-stop shop kind of thing, right? That's pretty cool. That is really cool. 
And like, how much milk do you think you get from one So camel? much. Probably and so huge. our bit of research we did, a 16-ounce jar of camel milk goes for around $18 on average. 16 18. ounce. That's like a, a pint jar. A pint jar. 18 bucks. $18. Like, hopefully, whoever, like. Whoever needs that camel milk, hopefully they've got some, some money to spare because that's, that's cra- some expensive I milk. I know. That's expensive milk. And you're just like, gosh, hopefully you don't. That's when you do cry over spilled milk, you know. <laughs> and you're like, you better drink every last drop. I want to see you licking you know, like, that don't cereal cry over bowl. Spilled milk. Like it's just milk. It's like your kids like drop it. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> like, how dare you? It's uh, hilarious. Um, okay, so without further ado, we're talking about. So our first question that um, not that we got asked, but we just kind of went through some of the questions and we kind of pared them down um, to the you know basic ones that I think get asked a lot. Yeah, yeah, the ones most people um, are curious about. So a lot of people ask, how old do baby chicks have to be to free range? And this is not like a, like a straightforward answer. It really depends on a lot of different, it's, it's multifactorial. So it depends on your situation, like what predators you have around. Um, if, like, you know, if you're free ranging, most everybody has to worry about um like hawks and and things like that like i can't imagine anywhere that doesn't have to worry about some kind of bird of prey right during yeah. the day yeah for sure um and then they so i don't let my our baby chicks out until they're about three to four months so they're like pretty big they're usually like bigger than a game hen if you know what a game hen size is just because they then they're less likely to be picked up by a hawk like a golden eagle like yeah sure can come scoop them up and take him away. But a golden eagle could easily pick up a, you know, full-size full chicken. chicken. So irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, you just better have some dogs that hate birds because, or at least birds that fly very high. Like our dogs love the chickens, but they hate, they hate those birds of prey. Like they hate the eagles and the hawks. My dogs hate vultures. Yeah, yeah. Well, they hate vultures too, but. Yeah, and I'm like, no, they're the, they're the cleaners of our world. They're the cleaners up. of our world. <laughs> so important. They are. I'm like, don't you bark at that vulture. He's helping. He's helping us. Um, so I, that's when I wait. Some people say like when they have their feathers, like their big kid feathers, um, that they can go out. But I think that's just way too small. Um, to, and, but I have had um times where i've let my mom out with her chicks even from when she hatched them because the mom is super mean and like crazy and so she i know that she'll protect them very well and then there's some moms that are dumb and like they'll have you know a baby get taken they just won't even notice so it's just like it really depends on if you have a mom with those chicks it depends on a lot i have had you know that mom that had raised that clutch um was totally like i think all of them survived except for one. And then another one, a hawk came down. She fought off the hawk, but the little chick had broken legs. And then I nursed him back to health in the house. That's Captain Jack. Yes. I love him. You love him. Yeah, so it's of definitely multi. <laughs> right. <laughs> Aren't they all? And all of, the ones we love. All the ones we love. Rooster. You're like, of course you're Damn a rooster. You. So, yeah, it's definitely multifactorial. I have, we have tons of babies running around with their moms that we. I don't want to say we don't worry about, but we just have so many hens that are having babies just all over the place that we most definitely cannot keep them all under our thumb all the time. You know, but we we do like to keep track of them and we keep all the, you know, we have this, all the sticks in the water buckets, for example, because their baby chicks are like the dumbest things on the planet. And even though we have baby chick waters out, 
They're like, no, 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 no. I must follow my mom onto that bucket and I'm going to drown myself. <laughs> so like, please rescue me. Like, it's literally. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. People ask, like, do you have to have any special, like, equipment for baby chicks? You have to have baby chick waters. Well, that- and even if you do, though, you definitely need to put big old sticks in your watering in your water containers for all Drops. the animals everywhere. Like, it's just, I've, it's insane I've how dumb they are. i baby turkeys die. Like, no, like, it's like crazy. wild, wild, like right. not our. Right, like, like wild turkeys. Wild turkey, and you're like, like a baby. How are you this and it, dumb? And it, it was pretty, like, big, too. It was very, very tragic. Yeah, so, yeah, so, anyways, definitely multifactorial on when you let your chicks out is going to be based on, like Shauna said, like, their, your predator load and if you have dogs running around protecting things. Our one dog actually... Our LG, one of our LGDs actually likes to gobble up baby chickens if he can get to them, and he does, and he's very sly about it. Little chicken nugget. <laughs> it's, it's his personal chicken nugget factory. He enjoys it, and he does. It's very not like horrible. he's like ravenous about or anything. He's just he's a super he's like not he's not he's just, he, he's not this like evil dog. He just he kind of walks around and once in a while he's just like and scoop you up and eat you, and it just so it's it's weird. It's so bizarre. He's keeping the ratio of chickens down. Yeah, I appreciate that because we do have an overabundance of chickens, overabundance yeah. of babies. Yeah, exactly. Dad would appreciate that, Shauna. Dad would be like, that's right. He is. See, he's helping us. Our dad loves that dog like more than <laughs> life itself. I want it, Not more than his cat, though. He loves his cat I don't more. know. It's a toss-up. It's know. a toss-up. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so the next question that we got um, a lot was, do you use a heat lamp for your baby chicks? And 100%, your baby chicks have to stay around 95 degrees or at 95 degrees almost exactly, um, for that first, especially that first week of their life. Seven days-ish. So after that first seven days, you can drop them down to 85. Okay, and I know I'm giving you specific, very specific numbers here. I don't mean you need to have a thermometer. You could very well have a thermometer. It's very easy to buy, to have in your chicken pen with them if they're in a pen. We don't, we don't do that. But we don't do that. Our heat lamp, we just plunk it right there, shine it down on them, and they just walk around like happy that's, little monkeys. That's if they're, you're, they're in like a chick brooder and they don't have their mom. If they have their mom, they don't need a heat lamp. Yeah. If Yeah. If you got a hen with them, they uh, – no. I mean, their mom is their heat lamp. She sits on them all the time, keeps them nice and warm and toasty. Warm and cozy. That's right. Have you ever felt like eggs, like when a, a mom gets up from her after yeah. being like broody and that how warm those eggs are? Yes. That's like she's keeping her chicks at that temperature. Too. Exactly. Exactly. So um, they, but I mean, if it is really, so like I keep a heat lamp on my chicks on a regular basis until they have uh, most of their big kid feathers. Um and if it's if it's cold out at all, but then if it's in the summertime and it's a hundred degrees out, you obviously don't need a heat lamp. Then it'll be too hot. Yeah, and they will die from overheating. So you definitely cannot. Like I've even had, you know, times where you know the chickens they're outside in like a a little tiny coop or like one of our baby coops. They have a heat lamp on during the nighttime, and then you got to get out there right when that sun comes up and it starts heating up to turn off that heat lamp. You know because. Yeah, they overheat. They can overheat very, very easily if it's 100 degrees out or hotter. Or hotter, yeah. So they <laughs> they really only have to stay at like that 95 t- temperature. Right. I know that temperature is even like people like argue like, no, it's 97. It's just like, fucking, does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it doesn't. I get you, Sean. I feel that deep in my soul, though. I want to swear, too. I'm like, it doesn't nothing matter. Like, just put a freaking heat lamp on and call it a day. Like, yeah. like it's good. It is not rocket science. It's okay. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're little baby chicks. I mean, Jesus, if their mom can, like, raise them and to, like, 
they're like alive, correct? Like she's walking around and they're following her. Dumb as hell. Their moms are dumb (laughs) as hell. Like it's okay. Put your stupid heat lamp on them. They're good. They're gonna be okay. You're an entire human. (laughs) You can do it. You're an entire. You're not half a human. You're an entire human. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I just think people get too caught up in it. They do. I I think so too. And especially when they have numbers that they read or hear, Mm -hmm. like oh, it has to be ninety five. Yeah, the numbers are like like you said. And, and, and like, you're like, it doesn't matter. Just put the heat lamp like on him. I mean, okay. just 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 it's put it on him. Okay. It's good. We're good. And yeah, it's not rocket science. Some obviously, when they're chicks, they're like, you know, they're like, I'm cold, and they need a heat lamp, or they're hot, or whatever. But like, some chickens are actually like bred for the cold. You know, they're oh, more right. cold hardy. Right. So like, you know, really, you know, it's all it's all what you where you live, what you got, and if you raise your chickens, like. We've talked about this before, but if you raise your chickens in a climate, like, they're used to that climate. Does that make sense? Right. So they, yes. They basically they adapt, ad- they adapt to right. that weather. So if you have chickens and they're used to, like, hot summers and stuff like that, you know, you're probably pretty good. You you won't have too many die of heat stroke unless something happens, like, you know, like a water bucket dumps over or whatever. They don't have access to water. Right. Like you shouldn't really have too many difficulties most right. of the time. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. So very just good point. chill, people, chill. It's all going to be okay. Um, what's the next one? How to introduce baby chicks to your established oh, adult Oh, we got flock. this one a lot. Okay. And I get it because this is stressful. And even when I, like. I, it, it's not stressful. It is. You're weird. I, no, no, it's not. It is. You just, okay, okay. You just wait until your baby chickens are adultish size. Like, is my baby chicken about the same size as that adult chicken right there? If it's not, they don't need to be with him. If they are, they can be with him. That's just, it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. Okay, Ridiculously so, simple. Um, I, it is simple. It is. But you should introduce new chickens, even if they're not babies, even if you have like, I got this new hen from my friend and I want to introduce it to my flock. You should only introduce new chickens at nighttime when everybody's roosting. Because then they wake up and that chicken's there and they're like, oh, was he here yesterday? I think so. You know, they're dumb. <laughs> and like we said, dumb I as love hell. chickens. Yeah. I love chickens. And I sometimes I'm like, you guys are so smart, but they're not. Okay? They're not. <laughs> I mean, I've had some really, really smart chickens. Know, They've all been game so hens, loving. though. I know. The game hens are smarter, Ridiculously though. smart. Some I don't are know smarter. why. I feel like... Um, like the buffs, like I love the buff Orpingtons, like I love them, but they are dumb. Yeah, they're not. Well, I don't know. We have one but that's real, that's more, seems to be quite a bit more they're intelligent. They're street savvy. No, that's they're not the street savvy. No, no. <laughs> they have no street cred. No, they're just they like, don't. there's a dog. They're like, oh, I'm going to go hop in its mouth. And you're just like, okay, that was a good choice. You know? <laughs> that's a good choice. That's the problem with yeah. some of these breeds. Like we have that really hardy breed. I don't even know what it is. That the That's like the chicken we have the most of because they're so hardy and we can't get them to stop breeding <laughs> yes yeah, seriously they just and and you turn a corner and oh look there's another mom with 10 babies oh look there's another mom with seven yeah, babies oh look there's another mom with six babies super hardy and they don't very prolific give a shit like who what is coming to attack them they're gonna take that on they're gonna scratch that coyote's eyes out with their freaking talons they don't care yeah well on top of the, the moms are like crazy psychotic which is really good for the babies because most of them survive so because good of for it you when you're trying to get yeah. eggs yeah, from not, said broody <laughs> Not so good for your hands. I use my big rubber boot, put it right in her face, and I collect the eggs. That's I put, what, I that's put our, our uh, scoop 
our corn scoop, like I put it over their face, like their heads, and like I hold her down so I can get the eggs. So because yeah. otherwise your hand will be bloody. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, bloody. Right. She's like, right. I'm taking some of your skin with me. Yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> you might get my ow. eggs, but I get some of your skin. Yeah. <laughs> like evil. Um, but yes. What I forgot. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? We got so we were answering how to introduce new chicks. Okay, to, yeah. But the whole nighttime thing that is a very good tip, and the and that that works every single time. I have introduced so many adult hens, even more other adult roosters into my flock. I just toss them in there at nighttime. They find a place to sleep. They all go to bed. They all wake up and they're kind of looking around. Like, I mean, I guess you know. And they have no idea. They have. A- they literally have no idea. So. And it if, usually goes very smoothly. If you introduce um, anything during the day, they're still going. So chickens still have like their pecking order, right? That's where. I mean, that's know, legit where that where term that came term from. Term came from, yeah. yeah. So they'll still like, they'll argue and like the older ones and your more um, dominant ones will be like, I'm the leader, you know, and they might peck at them a little bit and the other one might hide and kind of like whatever. But if you introduce them at night, it just goes a lot smoother. You'll still kind of hear that, but it won't be as much. Yeah, 100%. So, um, but irrelevant of when you do introduce them, the pecking order thing does have to happen. I mean, it's like with any animal people, right? I mean, I hate it. Well, you're weird, though. I know, but like when I, I just introduced, um, Captain Jack, we just spoke about him, Jack and Wendy to the flock over there. Like they went into the big pen, and Wendy is pretty, like, she's, you know, is pretty full of herself. She thinks she's amazing. She's, dumb as a box of rocks but she thinks she's awesome she like literally like she got out of the chicken coop and i'm not letting them free range yet because i'm crazy and i care about them deeply (laughs) i don't want them to get injured but like i let her out and our one ranch dog is over there he's a puppy and he's talk about dumb i love him but damn um he he was over there and he, we're still training him and so he still wants to chase chickens and eat them and obviously that's a no-no when you live on a farm and so he like seriously like just scoops her up in his mouth and like she just sits there like this is someone's holding me this is fine nice and warm your hands are drooly so <laughs> not could sure you, why could you your please? hands are wet that's, but ew. ew and then i would like freaked out obviously and um he has like um a shock collar on i don't like to shock him because i feel bad but i vibrate him and he listens very well to the vibration so i vi- i hit the vibrate and he drops you know windy and i was like you know and she just still standing right near his feet like perfectly acceptable thing that just happened i was just like okay well you're not coming out ever right like- you are never free-ranging you're an idiot turns out so like, I-, I will keep you safe by penning you up all the time it was just crazy to me anyways i lost my you keep on again. doing that. I, I keep know. on getting you back on track. I and know. you're like, and talking about one of my chickens. I, I love, love deeply. I do love her, though. She's very you nice. You have a problem. Oh, but when I did introduce her, I thought she was going to be able to handle herself more because she's very dominant. And she still um, was like, I had to take her out of, I have multiple chicken pens because I'm crazy. I had to take her out of the pen that has red hot in it because she's my other dominant hen. She's a Rhode Island red. most, And that's like pretty typical for that breed. And I had to move Wendy to a different pen where now she's the boss. It is truly psychotic how many chicken <laughs> pens you have. Like, I have two. I have one big one. I don't I, have And that I have many. a tiny one. I don't have that many. You have a ridiculous amount of chicken pens, and you don't. You have, like, half the amount of chickens I have. It is crazy to me. Because. It's it, weird. It's not. It's. It is. You can make up any excuse you want. It's psychotic. <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's not weird. Just let them all free range. Let them out. 
I Ow, just explained goodbye. why Wendy can't free range. She, she is, will be fine. She went into a dog's mouth and did not care. She will not I, well, be fine. Just make sure the puppy is being watched. That's bad, bad. That's puppy. the solution. The solution is not to be like we're making another pen for Wendy because she's a dummy. Like that's not <laughs> a solution. Well, it was Sherry, and it's working well. You're, I'll have you know, <laughs> you're a dork. Yes, I'm sure your husband very much agrees with you. He's making me a new chicken. Okay, pen, actually. yes, it's psychotic. <laughs> you turn him to the dark side, Jonna. <laughs> okay. Um, what's our last question? Oh, this is another good one. Should you leave a hen with babies with the rest of the flock? I do. So this is also one I of I mean, those- it's, it's just, you know, it's just based on your opinion and it's based on your flock. It's based it's on. Heavily based on your flock. If you're a crazy person and you have 50 effing billion chicken pens like Shauna. I don't have 50. Then I guess you would just have a pen for I your mom like and the babies. Five. That's five. She has five. <laughs> you're psychotic. Sounds crazy. Even okay. when you say it. More so, crazy. You make me sound crazy. <laughs> you make me <laughs> crazy. Ah. So there are, like I said, there are some breeds of chickens and some chickens in general, just their personalities are very dominant. There have been times where, and if you don't have, if it's mom's like uh, mommy hen's first clutch or that mom is very submissive, and she hatches babies in with your flock. There have been times, I have not experienced this, but I know several people that have, where other hens and chickens, they will eat the babies. They will kill I mean, them and eat them. Yeah, 100%. So I have only, honestly, I said I do. I've only honestly done that a couple times. And the one right now, actually, I have a hen in with, she, has, she only hatched one baby. She has her baby in with her she actually the baby has two moms both these moms were sitting on this one egg and they're both certain they're the mom and they both you know run around and they're both like so they're like you know legit like parenting her both they're (laughs) co-parents they're both co-parents these two hens it's quite adorable anyways they are fanatically protective of her yes and they're in the coop with the rest but they're they're in a coop the other thing is they're in a coop with buff orbingtons and wine dots they're dumb birds they're not smart. They're not. And they're they're very docile. You know, they don't bother them. That They actually move very quickly out of the way wherever the mommy hens come. And then here comes a baby. The baby's bigger now. You know, she's getting, she's definitely getting up there. Like, she's almost fully feathered. But, um, you know, but then I've had other times where I've had to be like, okay, that's not working. I'm going to go in, scoop that mom up, get those babies out, and you can just be released and free range or whatever the heck. Or I put them into my Computer, side pen yeah. if it's not working. But, um, but yeah, I just, I think it just, just the thing is just watch them. If she hatches well, them. I think if you have a doubt, if you're like worried at all, you should move just your move yeah. mom and babies because yes. it's going to save you the stress of them being like, oh my God, that baby's dead and it's my fault or whatever. Cause I, I've had, you know, plenty of times where you feel like things are just completely solely your fault. Plenty of times. Um, so it's just best to move that mom and the babies to a brooder to where you know that they're by themselves. You only have to, and then you can feed them because like the freaking chick start, if you're like, that's what we feed our babies because it has, it's medicated chick start. Then we don't have to worry about like coccidia and stuff like that. Um, you can, that's expensive. And so now you know that only that mom and those babies are getting that chick start. Yeah, I would. I'm not the baby in the pen has never had chick start in her life since she's, she's very old. I now. I have a problem with coccidia here though. 
Yeah, yeah, you seem to. You seem to. So like it's it got to be in the ground, in your ground or wherever. You yeah, can't, it's very hard to get rid of. And so I automatically use medicated chick start just because I know that we have issues. And that's a very good point. Again, it's and I can't say this enough. It's just based on your situation, based on not only your other animals, but even and your freaking land. You know. Well, your land, and unfortunately, that takes just time to learn. You know, like yeah, it does, and that means losses. Unfortunately, and that means losses. Yeah, and that you know and. Um, years ago when we first moved here and I had grown up, we, you know, had chickens and chicks and stuff like that. I, we didn't, like Sherry said, cause I grew up on the property that Sherry lives on currently and we never had a coccidia problem. Yeah, no. Yeah. We, I still don't to this day. We, I, I don't think any of our, I've literally never had, oh no, we have, but that was only when they were in the house in a pen. Yeah. Not like. And not on the ground. See, and I've had, um, either way. Yeah. I, I've had, I've been had like an outbreak happen with um you know the pullets being outside and like right, older right so it is definitely like de- it depends on a lot of things but when i first experienced it and i was just like you know it kind of we lost had lost one and then um after treating everybody else with the we treated with cord right away and that kicks in really fast but it's after losing one that you know it's just like kind of sucks and then and it's always your favorite. And it's yeah, well, it's when it was actually Ronan's favorite, which is kind of worse. It's always it's your, your favorite or your kid's favorite. Your kid's favorite. But then now, like I absolutely know the signs of coccidia. I know how to treat it. Um, we've also had Merricks a few times too, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. That one, it's not treatable. It's hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. Um, so yeah, so there are. You do have to kind of like it's a it's a learning process. You're not going to get it. It's nothing is like you know. With chickens, I know it can be like, it can suck. It can be like heartbreaking to like lose hens, especially when they're your favorite. But you're going to. If you have chickens, you're going to. Oh, well, and, you know, obviously, the more you have, the more you're probably going to lose. And that's just how that goes. Like, we just, like, I just scooped out a dead baby just the day in one of our water buckets, for example. You know, it just, it happens so often with us. It's almost like. Don't you have sticks in there? We, yes, we do. I was literally just explaining this to mom because I was telling her, I was like, oh, I just scooped up a dead, a dead baby the other day. And she's like, there was a stick in there. I'm like, yeah, I know there was because I put it there. The goats, though, they oh, don't like the sticks in their water. And apparently they like dead babies in their water instead. <laughs> like, Oh, that's very depressing. Yeah, it was. Well, my, it, no, my it almost did is, the same thing. No, they literally pulled the sticks out of their water. Yeah, because they're like, I don't want the stick. They're like, um, I'm trying to drink. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's not even like, is it that much in your way? Like, you poop in this sometimes. Like, <laughs> you can't have a freaking stick in Seriously. here. Seriously. I'm like, hold up, hold up. You're you're going to literally turn around with your booty hanging over this, and you're going to poop in it, but you don't want the stick in there. Like, you, you're a bee. You're a bee. <laughs> <laughs> like, makes me so mad. Uh, uh, they're so, so frustrating. But, yeah, so – irrelevant of what you do and try you are gonna have you know times but you know it's, it's just learning experiences and you know you're gonna find things that work for you and you're gonna find things that don't work for you that's right. and that's literally with everything in life though but specifically on homesteads for sure and you're gonna get better and better as the days pass yes but I think that was we just went over the we wanted to go over those four questions and um, but if you guys have any other questions, even if it's not chicken-related, any homestead-related questions um, or anything at all, you can always email us at ourkindofhomesteading at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram and message us there or Facebook or on all those platforms. Um, but other than that, I think that that's all we got. That is it. So we will talk to you guys next time. Happy homesteading. Goodbye. <laughs>